Welcome to Metal and Vinyl, the podcast that strives to be different, yet accessible at the same time. We've got cracking selections uh, for you on this, our fourth podcast, with each of the artists and songs being hand-picked by Matt and John. And we'll also be taking you through all the details over the next uh, couple of hours. Featuring songs from all aspects of the scope of heavy metal and hard rock, we hope you'll find a new favourite band amongst the 11 tracks on episode 4. And we have to say once again, thank you to the bands and the record labels for giving us permission to play the songs that you're going to hear on the Metal and Vinyl podcast. And if you haven't already, do give us a like on our Metal and Vinyl Facebook group. Just type in Metal on Vinyl and uh, pretty much uh, see it right on top. As well as our Metal on Vinyl Facebook page, we've also got a dedicated page for the podcast itself. And as always, all we support in return for our efforts in uh, putting these podcasts together is to support the bands in any way possible. Our journey starts uh, with a band formed back in 2016 in Munich, Germany. This band uh, covers a wide uh, range of influences in their sound, uh, from uh, psychedelic uh, to, uh, to, to stoner, uh, doom, uh, progressive, and uh, they draw a lot of inspiration uh, from uh, 80s um, uh, movies, um, as they call, uh, as they, they coin it, uh, space and earth, um, and the all-important coffee and cake. And I'm not making this up, uh, that's uh, according to the band itself. Um, um, they are called Mind Crawler, um, and uh, they've got uh, an album. Uh, it's called Last Orbiter. It was out last February uh, of this year. Uh, it is only digital and CD uh, for the time being, but this is called Metal on Vinyl, so there is uh, an ace up our sleeves, as it will be uh, available on vinyl records um, within the next uh, few months. Unfortunately, there are many um, outfits out there. Um, COVID-19 had other plans, but the the band assures us that um, it's in the works and uh, will be released tentatively in October uh, via Sound Effect Records. So this is uh, Mindcrawler. Um, I've chosen the opening track, uh, which is a song by the name of Valkyries.
An excellent start to the podcast. That was Mindcrawler with Valkyries. And now we're going to introduce our listeners to a noise rock quintet from Canterbury in England. Um, their band are called OMS, O-H-H-M-S. Me and John was talking about the potential pronunciation of the band, but we're going with OMS. They released an album uh, called Close at the back end of June via Holy Raw Records. And um, there's some great passages of instrumentals, some flourishes of ambience and a lot of aggression. A couple of really long songs on the album, a couple of short blasts, and this is one of them. This is Destroyer. Pressing for impressive lungs there. Um, Oms and um, 
Destroyer um, there. And up next, what have we got? Um, well, Matt and I were uh, were chatting after the end of uh, uh, the last podcast, and um, we, we sort of touched on the fact that a lot of great music out there isn't available on vinyl. And while our you know goal is to always um, cover uh, music that's uh, been pressed to vinyl. We thought about giving the opportunity to those who perhaps haven't had the opportunity, don't have the funds, um, but their music is is worthy enough of uh, um, being um, played um, on this podcast. So we're going to alternate um, from one episode to the next um, until uh, uh, we, uh, we we introduce something new, I suppose. But um, that's the plan for the time being to, to always feature, um, uh, shine the light, if you like, on a, on a band which... Uh, deserves the attention and uh, who knows maybe with a bit of crowdfunding or with uh, uh, the right promotion um, they'll uh, eventually uh, get uh, their album pressed um, to vinyl records so Matt I believe you chose um, this uh, this track so want to tell us something about it Yes, I'm going with a New Zealand band called Come to Dolly. Um, I've been following these guys for many years. They've actually only put two records out, but the last one was in 2018 called Desire, which is in my top five records of all time. It's, for me, absolutely flawless. Um, Very experimental alternative metal in the style of Deftones, I would say. Uh, It's very melodic. There's some haunting electronics in there. The band... uh, signed to a independent label called zombie shark records which are american but it was more just for distribution than anything else and i would absolutely love if desire would get a vinyl release one day possibly not going to happen because we know that vinyl is expensive to press and the guys are um you know like a lot of bands these days they have day jobs as well so the band unfortunately becomes more of a a side project than anything else but this is the song i'm going to pick from come to dolly it's my favorite on the record this is only the nameless
Welcome to Dolly there, only the nameless. Uh, This is um, the Metal on Vinyl podcast. And uh, there's no denying that there's a a growing trend of uh, 80s-sounding new wave of uh, British heavy metal-inspired bands uh, out there. Uh, I'm not sure if you see this too, Matt. Uh, It just seems to be... I don't know if if it's the fact that they were always there and I just (laughs) never took notice of them, well, after the 80s, um, or whether it's just the in thing right about now. What's your view? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure, to be honest. I mean, yeah, there seems to be, I, I buy the occasional Metal Hammer magazine and stuff like that, and you do see some bands featured in there that are bringing the, the new wave of British heavy metal back. It's not the a genre or a part of the metal music that I follow as strongly, but after listening to this song that you're about to play, I think I might do uh, go and ch- go back on Spotify and check a few more bands out. Yeah, and we're, we're, we're sort of featuring a band that uh, doesn't just take the 80s influence. I mean, they embody it, even their sound. I mean, honestly, if you had told me that this was sort of a, a lost recording from 1981, I'd probably give it some credibility, um, you know, and say... Yeah, could be. Um, they hail from London. Um, they they're called Coulter, um, and um, the uh, the album is. Um uh, oh, I've lost my trail of thought there. Um, the album's called Under the Influence. There you go. Um, it is uh, through and through 80s heavy metal done right uh, in 2020. A lot of uh, um, influences from Paul Diano, in my view, Iron Maiden and um, Pentagram um, in their sound. Uh, so certainly worth uh, uh, paying attention to this uh, um, uh, to this uh, up and coming a band they're called Coulter and the song I chose is called Fight
sound of Coulter there. The album is called Under the Influence. The song is called Fight. It is available on uh, vinyl record uh, via um, uh, Dying Victim Productions. Um, please uh, do head over to their Bandcamp uh, as well as the uh, the label um, uh, webpage um, if you like it. And uh, certainly do your best to support the band. Matt, who's next? Okay, well, up next, just after we finished the the last podcast, I was going through the Napalm Records roster. Um, Thank you once again to Napalm for allowing us to play songs from the label. Uh, And this band, I had heard of them before, but I never really checked them out. This is going to be a song by Audrey Horn. Um, Anybody that might be familiar with the name, yes, they are uh, taken... The name is taken from the character in the TV show Twin Peaks. Not that I've ever watched it. Um, Heavy rock with some slight classic rock influences in there as well. Unbelievably, there's a couple of members uh, that formed this band who used to be in bands such as Enslaved and Gorgoroth, if you can imagine. So turning from black metal to hard rock um, with very uh, very much melodic driven as well. This song I'm going to be playing is called Redemption Blues. It's taken from their fourth album, Youngblood. Um, it's fairly rare in terms of being able to pick up a vinyl copy of this album now. I was having a little look on Discogs and uh, eBay. Um, if you want to get the album, you're going to have to part with a fair bit of money. But I absolutely love this song. It's like I say, such a driving hard rock anthem with an instantly likable chorus. So here we go. Audrey Horn and Redemption Blues.
definitely an Iron Maiden sound to it. I think we really worked that well in terms of having Coulter and then uh, Audrey Horn. I don't know what you think, Matt, but uh, uh, I thought the two, uh, two, two, two songs worked uh, really well together as far as a, a playlist goes. So pat on the back, I think, to, to, to both well-deserved uh, well, well mm-hmm. there. Um, that was for your previous comment about, um, you know, sort of uh, a black metal uh, vocalist uh, sort of switching to... Well, pretty much uh, you know proto or even the classic rock it's 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 not that uncommon these days i think there's uh, you know with artists being so versatile um they sort of get bored being sort of pigeonholed within um uh, sort of uh, or shoehorned uh, rather into to one specific uh, type of music uh, probably why amethyst have just been through so many changes themselves um you know it's progression at the end of the day and um it's good to see um versatile artists who sort of expand their chops or their uh, drumming abilities or uh, whatever keyboard or instrument they may play yeah like you said it just shows how good and how talented the musicians are to want to try different things and like you said i mean i I know a musician from back in the new metal day um you know he had a big hit in america but previously he only played in thrash and death metal bands but he fancied a change um and yeah it's just it's been like that obviously throughout the decades and um fair play if you want to change from something heavy to softer or whatever i think the big one for me i mean growing up as well um everybody knows busted i'm sure you've heard of busted the boy band Uh, and where's this going yeah well charlie one of the band members i mean obviously i was never a busted fan but he secretly he his love was always for heavy metal and uh i think after i don't know how many albums they did two or three he got bored with that and decided to form his own metal band fight star i don't know if you ever heard of them and that is where you can tell how talented a musician he is he was a a brilliant vocalist his scream vocals the guitar work all four members of that band were absolutely brilliant so obviously just off the top of my head there are a couple of the examples i can think of but uh, yep if you want to change styles there's nothing wrong with that at all Definitely not. And uh, the next uh, musical choice is, uh, for me at least, it's the the, the forgotten genre of of, of the metal sphere, uh, and that's thrash. Um, you know, I mean, there's not too many new names uh, in the thrash scene. It's, there's a lot of repetition um, from the sort of established uh, bands out there that have sort of stuck with it. Um, but again, maybe it's it's not my specific area area of expertise so possibly someone will uh, um, correct me but um, uh, it's just one of those um, styles of metal which uh, generally speaking I don't get uh, to hear too many um, new artists I'm not sure what your view is uh, Matt well straight off the top of my head I absolutely love power trip you you haven't heard there you go they are they're good um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Havoc. Havoc have really come into their own the last, I think they actually released an album only a few weeks ago, but Power You've Trip definitely... Me. You've corrected me. I, yeah, I, I stand trip. corrected. Yeah. There's there's two awesome bands who certainly yeah. are are representing and carrying the the thrash banner, and they're doing it with style. I think um, they're not just cloning um, bands of old. They sort of carved their own path. Um, the next uh, band, however, um, they hail from Bulgaria. They're sort of old school, um, uh, and uh, they're sort of uh, 
capturing the speed, power and thrash uh, sound of acts like uh, Sanctuary and uh, Overkill. Personally, I also hear some uh, Slayer influences, but that just could be me. Uh, these guys have been around since 2012, and I'm absolutely shocked that I've not come across them before. Um, they're called Mosh Pit Justice. What a name. Um, they've got a brand new album. It's uh, their fifth, believe it or not. Um, and it's out um, uh, on August 14th. It's called The Fifth of Doom. Uh, it, it does have a vinyl record release, uh, courtesy of Doc Gator Records. There is a single available, and fingers crossed, uh, technology is on my side, and this all plays well. We're going to listen to a song called My Transgressions.
absolutely cracking uh, song there, My Transgressions, uh, coming from uh, the uh, Mosh Pit Justice um, and uh, My Transgressions there. Um, I believe, uh, Matt, you've chosen the next song. Yeah, we're going for a newbie from uh, Napalm Records. This is a band called War Kings. Um, If you want to know the band members, um, I'm not going to be able to tell you because they go by four ancient kings, a Roman tribune, a wild Viking, a noble crusader and a martial Spartan. Take from that what you will. Um, I like power it. metal. Yeah, it's a great song. And the album is uh, very strong as well. Just check in their, uh, their brief bio on the on the Napalm Records website here. Um, talking about the band members gathered in the halls of Valhalla, escape from the realms of obscurity and steal their souls from the Lord of the Abyss. In a bloodthirsty furore, the demons seek revenge on the war kings, but Odin's legates are more than ready to vanquish the monarchs of the dusk with their hard-hitting anthems. Um, it, yeah, um, very... I like. I really like the artwork for the uh, the album, which is called Revenge. It actually came out on the final day of July, which if anybody's listening to this, maybe in a year's time, uh, at the time of recording, that was yesterday. Um, but four very accomplished musicians, uh, we're going to play the song Odin's Son from the album Revenge by the very, very good Walkings.
Definitely uh, Viking metal there, or uh, um, uh, melodic death metal, whichever you whichever you wish to call it. Uh, that was the sound of War Kings and uh, Odin's Sons. Um, uh, and I was just about to say uh, before the, the the song went on that uh, um, I actually uh, caught a glimpse of uh, this uh, album cover on uh, the Metal and Vinyl uh, uh, group. I believe someone posted it in the last couple of days. I'm, I'm 90% sure of that. Uh, Myers may be deceiving me, but uh, if uh, you've not given us a like yet and you're listening to this, uh, do check us out on uh, Facebook, Metal on Vinyl, and uh, with uh, the Metal and Vinyl group, you'll also find uh, our page for the dedicated page for the podcast, and um, for all those who um, do enjoy other uh, types of music that are non-metal, we've also got uh, a sister group um, where... uh, um, you can uh, sort of post uh, vinyl records of bands which don't quite fit uh, the uh, the metal and uh, hard rock um, uh, sort of genre, if you like. Now, personally, I'm a huge sucker for uh, sort of the um, uh, synth wave '80s type uh, um, uh, music, uh, and that's not just because of uh, the the impact that Stranger Things uh, had on me. Um, I'm a child of the '80s, and of course, uh, I, I sort of lived the whole uh, um, evolution of uh, the synth- synthesizer, Gary Newman, and uh, uh, all that uh, great music um, that came out of the '80s, and it has made a comeback. Um, has it ever left metal? Well, a lot of bands introduced uh, synthesizers in one form or another. Uh, some uh, call themselves power metal, and there's a fair few synthesizers featured in that music. But uh, um, many other artists have taken metal and uh, found uh, uh, brilliant ways uh, to uh, include uh, that uh, synthesizer influence, uh, the more electronic side of things, uh, into their sounds. And that's led to a torrent of um, metal sub-genres. You've got Black Wave, you've got Dungeon Synth, you've got Electronic Core. Uh, It's a long, long, long list. Um, And... 
it's 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 not new. I'm I'm still adamant that this is something that's been going on for for, for many years, uh, possibly since the eighties. Um, but um, it's it's cool now. Uh, synthwave is is mainstream, and I think that's sort of um, shining the light on uh, a number of these uh, uh, bands that um, are dabbling with. Um, synthesizers and uh, electronic sounds uh, in general so Matt and I were, were chatting again uh, offline and we had this idea that we'd each pick a couple of tracks which we feel um, best showcase um, uh, this um, synthesized metal sound um, so I'll go with um, uh, sort of uh, my uh, my choice um, first and then uh, when we're when we're back uh, Matt will um, uh, introduce his um, my choice comes from a, a one-man band and they hail from Italy um, uh, he goes by the name Abstract Void two full-length albums released uh, Into the Blue uh, back in 2017 and its successor Back to Reality in 2018 so we're going to do a song from the uh, 2018 album and uh, this one's called As I Watch the Sunset Fade Now would be a good time to get the glow sticks out.
Okay, that was Abstract Void and As I Watch the Sunset Fade. Now, as John said, he's a big lover of uh, electronic music and I like it too, but I think it was easier for him to find something to play than it was for me. Uh, as we've said before, that we do need to seek permission to play artists' songs on this uh, podcast and a lot of the bands that I know include synth and electronics in their sound uh, it's going to be pretty tough to get permission from either those or their record labels. But in the end, I went you back sure to relapse. Want to contact rec- uh, Trent Reznor and uh, ask him if we can play some Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> <laughs> if, if only, but I don't think he'd even bother reading the uh, reading the message. Oh, you never know but, until uh, you ask. <laughs> well, no, you, I might try it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to do my research going forward. But I did finally come across a band on the relapse roster. Um, and actually didn't realise until I looked into it, this is led by the Mastodon vocalist and drummer, Bran Daler. The band is called Arcadia, and they've released just one album so far, and this was back in 2017. Um, prog rock, while still containing an element of heaviness, but saturated, of course, in synth and electronics. So taken from that self-titled album, uh, Arcadia, this is Infinite End.
was Arcadia and Infinite uh, End uh, there and uh, the two songs that uh, we chose um, for this uh, podcast which uh, sort of uh, highlight um, the, uh, the the sort of a synthesized metal sound and um, again while the song was playing Matt and I were, were sort of chatting offline and um, I think we both came to the same conclusion here that um, effectively the the fact that we can't get permissions from the big bands you know the fact that we can't play Metallica because well let's just face it I don't think Lars would uh, reply and say yeah yeah sure play my music Um, and the same pretty much applies for any other big name band out there be Iron Maiden or uh, any other Uh, it's possibly our biggest strength and it's our biggest strength because it allows us the opportunity to bring to the surface all these new and interesting bands and a lot of the times they're not even new they've been around um, for years um, but just sort of straying away from that mainstream eye um, and um, yeah it's it's just uh, I, I feel passionately about um, um, uh, the sort of uh, the striving artists out there who are, are, are sort of doing their best to get their, their music out and uh, don't always get the opportunity. Um, and then again, we are often surprised by some pretty established names, such as the next two, um, who were more than happy to give us uh, the permission uh, to, to play their songs so that we are covered legally and um, don't get a, a phone call from a, a snipey lawyer. Um, and uh, yeah, to all those bands that... Uh, um, ignore our messages and requests and please um, to to play their music. Well, I'd hate to say you're lost because it isn't really. Um, I think they're just <laughs> they're just so well established. They don't really care whether we play them or not. But um, yeah, yeah, you're lost. <laughs> there, I said it. <laughs> um, yeah, well. It, it is and it isn't. Um, at the end of the day, I, I, I don't even think they'll listen to us. So it is what it is. But um, it hurts. It hurts when um, you know bands uh, say no. But uh, uh, nonetheless, we'll still be fans. We'll still buy their music. Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, maybe the one day we'll become um, bigger and uh, they'll they'll change their mind. Um, but uh, it is what it is. Um, now, I'm a fan of progressive uh, metal. Uh, I don't know, Matt, your view of uh, uh, progressive metal. Uh, when you hear progressive metal, what what, what goes through your mind? Um, bands off the top of my head are the likes of Tool and Dream Theatre, that kind of thing. Um, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not a big follower of it, I guess. I mean, I do like some songs that that can go on for seven, eight, nine minutes. Um, but I'm not. <laughs> well, if you listen to the new Tool album, then yes, oh, I think there was yeah. Don't <laughs> nine, even go there. Don't even go nine, there. <laughs> nine songs for 75 <laughs> minutes or something like that. But yeah, yeah. there is some, I do, I'm, I'm not opposed to prog metal. Well, I mean, the issue I have with, you know, the label um, is that at least in, in, in my head many times, it comes across as a, highly technical, uh, quite often over-engineered and often, well, let's say sometimes, it's just impossible to grasp. It's one of those, you know, it's just too pompous 
at the end of the day. Um, and it probably makes sense to the artist that um, uh, plugged it all together. But uh, for me as a listener, I am just lost. And a good example is the new Tool album. I mean, and you know, I gave it a chance. Um, I can't say I'm a diehard Tool fan. I, I, I've sort of enjoyed some of their music, but goodness, by the time I think I reached the third song, I was exhausted, absolutely mm. physically exhausted. It was just... It's a long journey. ...draining. Um, and, and, and that's the, the risk um, with you know, the tag. Uh, it can often... If you attempt to push the envelope too far, um, the bands fall victim to their own you know proficiency at the end of the day. Um, so... <clears throat> Two bands up next that do progressive metal, in my view, um, really well. Uh, the first describe themselves more as art core. Um, and, um, f- you know, I, I find it impossible to categorize their sound or pigeonhole it and refuse to do that. There's just so many elements. Um, you've got progressive, you've got black metal, you've got jazz, you've got electronic. Um, you've got absolutely everything you can think of. Um, they're called Hirsch Effect and um, hail from Germany. And I'm going to do my best to sort of describe how I would see them. Um, and that is taking the sound of Leprous, Dillinger Escape Plan, Mastodon and possibly a bit of Steve Wilson in there slash Pink Floyd, depending on <laughs> um, uh, whether you're looking at sort of modern prog or traditional prog um, and just sticking all that in a blender and well, hey, you get uh, the Hirsch effect. Um, and um, it, it's the kind of music you can't really just sort of listen to one song, you know, uh, casually. It, it, it's, it's an album that you need to invest time in. Um, and I find that that's the best music because superficial music, come on. I mean, that's best listened to in the car you want your listening chair you want your headphones you want to be able to sort of soak it all in while uh, uh, sipping on a hard drink and um, you know possibly smoking a cigar at least in my head that's the way I'm seeing it um, but anyway long story short um, this is um, their fifth album it's called Collapse it was released back in May uh, of this year there's um, some incredible um, vinyl record packages uh, which you can check out uh, on their band camp as well as the the, the band's uh, web website uh and as always with all our music um as part of this podcast please support the artists visit their band camp um visit their website um buy their merch buy their albums um do what you can even if it's just a digital um download um every little helps uh, especially when Bandcamp's um, donating its fees. So up next, it's Hirsch Effect. The album is called Collapse, and this is All Mende. Shut up! 
absolutely cracking song there. Uh, the sound of the Hirsch effect. And uh, interestingly enough, um, they um, had their uh, their first socially distanced con- distance distanced concert. Uh, <laughs> um, the, we have to get used to all these new terms now. Um, but uh, yeah, they had their first. Um, uh, sort of post-pandemic concert the other day and uh, it was really weird because um you know they had uh, they had the stage which is your average sort of metal stage um and then they had all these deck chairs <laughs> for people to sit down and they were all spaced out um really uh, methodically um and um I can't imagine being at a concert like this and, and being sat down the two just don't compute. I mean, you hear this kind of music and yeah, instantly you just want to get out there into the pit and, um, and, and circle it as many times as you can. But this is the, the, the sort of post-pandemic reality and this is what we're facing for, you know, at least the foreseeable future. Now, I don't know what your view, Matt, is, but would you go to a so- socially distanced um, uh, concert? Well, as as I'm getting a little bit older, I'm I'm not one for mosh pits anymore. So I I am a sort of, the sort of person that would stand. You wouldn't mind that chair. <laughs> no, I probably wouldn't. Um, but I, I just I mean I'm missing I'm missing gigs. Um, I know one of my favourite bands, uh, Pitch Shifter. They've just announced that they're playing uh, a set of shows at the end of the year, and they're coming back to Nottingham, which is their hometown. I saw them last year. And they're absolutely amazing. But I just don't think even into 2021, I just can't see things changing in, in that aspect. Obviously, to, uh, yesterday they decided they at sports events again, they was going to start having crowds, but they put, pulled the plug on that. Um, I don't know how it's going to be going forward. I know Destruction did a, a socially distanced concert in Germany um, a couple of months ago. But then I also saw that Great White, one of the 80s hair metal bands, I think they did a gig and... There was no social distancing whatsoever. Um, so yes, I don't know. It's, it's the to be fair, the bands have done well in this time. There's been a lot of bands writing music and releasing songs, um, doing live streams, obviously, which have gone down well with their fans. But yeah, going forward, it remains to be seen how we're ever going to be able to get back to to how things were in the in the music aspect. And I'm not even I'm not sure if it's by by coincidence that um, this is happening. Uh, there seems to be a, a sort of a, an explosion of um, co- um, cover uh, cover version albums yep. um, on the scene. Uh, again, I don't know if this is just the boredom during lockdown. And it's like, what do we do? Oh, let's just do some cover versions and uh, and, and put the album out. Or if 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 it was always in the pipeline and um, um, it just so happened that they they they've been released uh, post pandemic. Personally, I'm a I'm a glutton for. Um, uh, cover versions uh, especially when um, uh, there's an attempt to sort of rewrite the original but sort of cover it if you know if you know what I mean mm. um, yeah but if you want to check out there is one I just I've kind of like it at the minute I'm a big fan of Kiss so if anybody from who follows wrestling or whatever Chris Jericho obviously he's the lead singer of Fozzy as well he's just uh, started out his own Kiss tribute band and they've released a couple of songs under the name of Quarantine but with a K um, so they're on Spotify they're worth they're worth listening to but are they true cover versions or are they sort of uh, a, is there a twist I mean, Dan, um, Danzig well, covering Elvis. I mean, there's there's a recipe for disaster. 
<laughs> in my yeah. view. Yeah, yeah. Now the, the Kiss ones are fairly true to true to the obviously the original aspect. But I'll see what you you say. And there are some good covers out there that really do bring a whole new meaning to the song, and and uh, they do them well. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get back to the uh, the music now, and uh, we're off to Maryland, uh, Baltimore for the next song, and a band um, I've been following closely for some time now. Uh, much like the uh, previous song by the Hirsch Effect, um, they also find themselves uh, in what uh, I define the, the progressive sphere of things, um, though they've got a, a much more pronounced uh, death metal sound um, with some uh, rather um, uh, clean passages uh, and what's special about these guys is their arrangements. Um, and often they really do catch you off guard. Very unconventional, uh, almost eccentric, as as they've been described. Uh, they're called Exist, and um, their members have been involved with a number of uh, acts, which uh, probably ring a bell. Um, Cynic, Death to All, Jeff Loomis, and um, Defeated Sanity. Uh, their third album is titled Egoista. I'm not sure if that's a play on Ego. Uh, but that's what it's called. It's um, due to drop end of August via Prosthetic Records. Um, there is a first single out, and um, that's what we're uh, featuring on this podcast. And, um, um, you know, I just at this point want to thank Exist uh, for giving us this uh, opportunity. And um, with this uh, uh, thanks, uh, of course, extended to all of the artists and labels um, which, have ad- uh, which have allowed us permission um, uh, for their uh, songs Uh, so exist and this one's called spotlights grow
exist and spotlights glow. I believe it drops uh, August uh, 28th or thereabout uh, via Prosthetic Records. Do check them out if you've not all ready. Um, well, we're pretty much coming uh, to the end of uh, this uh, fourth uh, podcast. Um, just uh, an opportunity to uh, thank our listeners. And um, don't forget to uh, like the Metal and Vinyl uh, Facebook group as well as the uh, uh, podcast um, uh, page. And um, look out for uh, more episodes um, in the forthcoming future. Um, we try and release them uh, every um, every couple of weeks uh, so uh, hit the subscribe button uh, we're on the, now on Spotify we're on Google we're on Apple um, as well as Anchor FM and a, a few more but um, if uh, if it's a good streaming platform uh, no doubt you'll you'll find the Metal and Vinyl podcast there and Matt you're seeing off the end of the show and uh, what's the song? Uh, we're going to focus on a band called Possessor, who are based in London, England. Um, I really dig these. Uh, came across them on the APF Records web- website. Um, I believe, John, you played a song from a band on that label on one of the previous shows. Um, like I said, a London-based combination of stoner, horror, punk and roll even. Um, I've, I was checking out some reviews of the band. A lot of people are cons- sort of comparing them into the the elements of Motorhead, Kavalatech, and some High on Fire. Uh, it's just been a year since they released their album Gravelands, which was uh, the album that I first checked out. And I actually ordered the vinyl, and it arrived the other day. Uh, a gorgeous green and black splatter vinyl. Uh, you can get them from APF Records website uh, for a very, very good price as well. Um, so we're going to round off the show with a song from that Gravelands album. Uh, as John said, thank you to all the listeners. Thank you to the bands and the record labels. Uh, and the Metal on Vinyl podcast also has an Insta- uh, Instagram account. If anybody is on Instagram, just look for the Metal on Vinyl podcast, all the words separated by underscores. And to finish off this fourth episode of the Metal on Vinyl podcast, this is Possessor with Flight of the Mutilator.